The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. We are talking about alternative models in the music industry this week. It's got to be my favorite subject, so I'm glad that we're talking to our guest this week. He is the founder of The Rattle, an innovative artist accelerator with offices in Los Angeles and London. In October, The Rattle announced its new venture label project, which aims to replace traditional record deals with an equity-sharing arrangement between artists and investors that encourages the artistic and technological skill sets of its participants. You can find out more about our guest's venture label project by visiting www.wearetherattle.com. We are happy to welcome... Chris Howard onto the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Chris. Hey, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to speak with you. I know from that intro that I feel like I did a pretty good job conveying how excited I am to talk to anybody who's got a new model for the music business that doesn't exploit artists. And so I want to talk to you all about the Venture Label Project. But first, I want to learn more about the organization that seemed to birth the Record Label Project. I've read some really cool things about the Rattle and what you guys are doing in sort of this Mm. artist incubator and accelerator space. I want to hear more. Can you tell the listeners a bit about what you're doing over at the Rattle? Yeah, sure. So, um, hi, I'm Random Chris. (laughs) And the the Rattle was was born out of personal frustrations between the founders of the Rattle. Like my background, for example, I was an aspiring artist in my late teens, early 20s, but because I was far too ugly, um, I didn't succeed in the way that I wanted. So I kind of panicked and did what some artists do. I ended up going to MIT, did a PhD in computational physics and psychology, and fell in love with just being a massive geek. Um, and it was in that journey in Boston in 2009 that I, I brushed shoulders with um, titans from the startup land. And one of them in particular, a guy called John Landry, um, who was the founder and CTO of a company called Lotus Technology. He kind of inspired me to think about how to make change in the universe by kind of creating a vehicle that allows that change to live and breathe on its own value. So you make something which is valuable enough to create some kind of perpetual motion. Um, And I was fortunate enough to uh, found a couple of technology companies which did fairly well. Um, And on that journey, I I fell in love with other weird and crazy and just bonkers inventors and artists that were making things that just didn't suck, you know? (laughs) People who make something that isn't just yet another Uber for, I don't know, curtains or Netflix for lampshades. Like, who cares about any of that? And I fell in love with those kind of really weird founders that over time, the startup universe has started to, you know, not know how to communicate with. And it was in 2017, um, three of us, myself, a guy called Bobby Bloomfield and a guy called John Eads, um, got together and said, why are startups boring? And why are artists not treated like the movement makers that, you know, they have been in the past? And so we kind of decided to see if we can rekindle this kind of startup philosophy back in the music economy. And in particular to help, you know, artists or aspiring artists turn their amazing work, not just into albums that label sign, but into movements that 
progress some form of society in some shape or whatever. And so the Rattle was born out of that. Um, and in 2018, we created a physical space in London where artists and technology nerds who are all just the freaks, the geeks, the weirdos, the crazy kinds can like develop under the same roof and learn each other's philosophy. Um, and over the last two years, we've we've learned how to create that startup ecosystem for artists and inventors who push the boundaries of counterculture. Uh, and that's what led to the venture label, which we announced uh, a few weeks ago. That's so exciting. So really, you've hit two marks for me that I love hearing <laughs> about that really inspires me and just puts a big smile on my face when it comes to anything involving the music industry. The first thing you talked about, disrupting the traditional label model, which I know is what venture label is all about. We're going to talk about that. And the second thing you talked about is connecting tech people to creative people, which is a mm. central component to the future of the music industry. So mm. there's a lot to like about what you said in those sentences there. And, and it's brilliant, but you know, you went to MIT. Thanks, so of course you're going to bring brilliance to this interview. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I want to hear. All right. I, I do want to hear about venture label, but I, I'm interested in like really digging into the rattle some more. So yeah. you gave me a nice 30,000 foot view of what you're doing and I love everything about it, but you, see if you can granulize it for me. All right. Pretend yeah, sure. I'm an, an indie musician going into the rattle what am I experiencing that's helping me move my art and my business forward? Yeah, of course. So most artists, because we're for artists and inventors. So most artists that come to us don't really have any concept of being a business owner. That's not why they start with the rattle. They start with the rattle because in Los Angeles and in uh, London, we have what are essentially laboratories with studios, workspace, venue, and all these kind of things that help you just make amazing stuff. You know, you can't create a movement unless what you make is incredible. So when people apply to the rattle, we curate for, for talent. And I understand that's a bit subjective, but um, we curate for talent. And once they're in, they're supported inside this laboratory to kind of use the gear, use the stage, use the filming stuff and use all the technology that the tech members bring. But um, they're also coached not only by a curated community of their mentors, but also their peers as well. So we do a lot of facilitation of peer-to-peer -peer knowledge sharing and you know upskilling and collaboration. And by doing that inside the rattle, people start to think, wait a second, why do I have to follow the rules that were laid down 30 years ago? Why don't I just move to a different universe and follow brand new rules like the Twitch universe or the Patreon universe or whatever it may be? And they're inspired to say, wait a second, why? <laughs> Why do I have to accept those terms? <laughs> Why do I need like a classic manager that's going to cream 20% out of everything that I ever do for the rest of my life? Like, why? <laughs> and just by that simple act of asking why, which is what happens inside the rattle, like every day from inspiration from the inventor of the quantum computer to the executive producer of the BBC, are challenging these future pioneers to just ask why. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I know um, you're on the other side it of it. Changes everything. I know you're on the other side of the Atlantic, but I wish I could just like high five you from across the <laughs> ocean, my man. You are hitting the marks. I love this. And of course, this iconoclastic spirit that you've embraced at the rattle that's bringing in new ideas, of course, is going to birth something like Venture Label, which is a, a new approach to record label deals. You're trying to disrupt the old record label model, bring in a new way for artists to work together or artists to work with investors and move their careers forward. So before we get to your solution, 
Mm. I want to hear more about what you think the problem is. What mm. in your view, and I know that could be like, this is going to be, this could be like an hour interview in itself, just answering yeah. this one question, but boil it down for us in, in as few words as possible. What problem are you trying to solve in the way that artists are currently putting out music, the deals that they have to do? Yeah, kind of simply put, the the financial model of developing great art and the practices of maintaining your artistic integrity just are not aligned. You know, if you think of those who finance albums and whatever else, I'm not against record labels. I just want to make that clear, but I'm against the one size fits all model. But that's what I'm against. And, you know, if you sign a label deal as an artist, what you don't realize you're doing is you're actually committing to a very specific business model and committing to creating very, very specific products like albums, streams, downloads, and whatever else. But as the world changes, you know, as new landscapes open up from the WhatsApp communities to the Tor communities to the Twitch communities, whatever else it may be, you are still stuck with the royalties and streams business model and you're forced into making albums when the world doesn't want that. <laughs> and so your odds of ever having a financially stable career are slim to none. So in the world of tech, this was solved ages ago, like ridiculously long time ago with Paul Graham and Y Combinator, or actually with Paul Graham and Hacker News. That's when it really got solved. And that approach is to say, look, I'm not going to invest in the product I have told you to make. I'm going to invest in your ability to find the right product. Hmm. And it's a very simple switch. And so if you invest in the person to design the correct product, instead of investing in a product, which they probably don't want to make anyway, then you can create all kinds of different forms of expression without being you know, coupled to this machine that doesn't necessarily work for your expression. Um, does that, I hope that explains it. It really does. And you, you couldn't have put it any better than I could have, that this idea of the old model of the music industry, and, and we've done about 250 episodes on, on this point of this podcast, mm. pointing out all the flaws with the old model. But I think your position on what the biggest flaw is is just this idea that the record label model is based around a product and the music industry hasn't been a product-based industry for at least 20 years now it's a human-based industry and so we need a model that invests in the humans and puts the humans at the center the creators at the center and not the things that they're creating at the center because the way that people are consuming what's being created is radically different now than the way it was 30 years ago. So you need a model that understands that. And so the venture label is born. So can you talk a little bit? And again, I know it's a short podcast, my man. And so I apologies in advance for making you condense what I'm sure is a really complex, impressive model, but so as, as, as simplified as you can, how is your model different? How are you create, like, how does your business model invest in the creators as opposed to the product in a way that's fair to the artist. Yeah, of course. There are, there are two key changes here, and they, may, they have enormous downstream effects. The first is a philosophical change, which is essentially to say that if you are an artist, what you typically do is you seek financing, which dictates your business model, which then dictates your product, and then you have to fit your art into the chain you didn't realize you subscribed to, in most cases. Whereas tech founders, ever since the early 2000s, have been following what we call the disruptor model, which I hate the word disruptor. It makes me feel sick, but um, it is true. And it's what the, how a disruptor model works is somebody invents something which changes human behavior. And if they change that human behavior well enough, they find the product that can commercialize 
the outcome of that change, and then the business model that supports that product. And so that's a philosophical difference. So artists for us, they disrupt society or they progress a meaningful cause by making people think differently. They say, I'm not going to think that about, for example, Black Lives Matter. I'm going to think this now because I've been convinced by this art or the persona that represents the art. And so you then create products and business models downstream. That's the philosophical change. But then the practical change actually comes with where the support comes from. So if you think like you're building a venture or an enterprise or a quest or a mission, whatever language you choose, we use the word venture, but it encompasses many things. Um, if you're founding a venture, once we at the Rattle see a member inside of our collective starting to change human behavior in their audience, we then co-found a new company with them as partners, as equity partners. And what that means is we finance our side of it, they finance their side of it. Often we pay them a living wage to make sure that they can quit their jobs if they need to and all those kind of things. Um, and as a result of that, uh, it means they can focus upon making that change of behavior a reality while we try and understand what is the right product to keep it living and breathing on its own value, just like John Landry told me at the very beginning. Um, so we benefit from an equity position, not from a royalty position. And any accountant out there will know that that means we're the last person to be paid, mm -hmm. not the first person like a manager would be or a label would be. We are always the last, which means the artist gets their salary, they get their earnings, they get their expenses, all of that's paid before the raffle sees a penny. The benefit to us is because, because we're not linked to this predefined business model, we can actually go and make products that no one's ever thought of before. And ultimately, that entire suite of things, in our opinion, is not only more commercially valuable to us, it's more societally valuable too. So everybody wins. So by creating a VC-based model where you're basically partners with the artist in their artistic career, you can eschew the one-size-fits-all approach. Maybe you have one Completely. artist that's well-suited to make money in the live streaming space, and you can really force that direction you have another artist who maybe is better on the merchandising side and you can focus on that and i mean that, that makes a lot of sense to me and what i really it goes even more complex well sorry it goes even more nuanced than that like we've done so many experiments that like we've helped artists within our collective raise venture capital for example instead of sign a label deal and like they've actually got investors like the top tier investors in the universe backing them as founders of their movement instead of writers of songs it's such an incredible thing and the the kind of the products that they come up with downstream are just crazy like one of my favorite examples a big shout out to one of our early members too many t's they are absolutely astonishingly good they trialed a new business model where essentially it's called something called newsjacking which is pioneered by a guy called david Mir and scott um, a superhero of mine. And um, newsjacking is where you take something which is immediately in the news and you build a story behind the headline so that when people search for it, you you come up on like second thing on Google instead of the first because you're, you're newsjacking that story. Right. And so what Too Many Tees did when Amazon, for example, released the Echo Dot, um, they did a wrap in real time to the Amazon Alexa where they found all of the beats and the quirks and the right phrasings, and they did this incredible tune, filmed a video, and newsjacked the release of the Amazon Alexa. As a result of that, it got so many views, like millions and millions and millions of views. Amazon bought the video. 
and that's now their business model. <laughs> so they can make they can make music, which is completely their artistic expression, which is a beautiful thing to be doing as an artist. You can say whatever you mean to say, and the product suits your words instead of you have to fit your words to that product. I and love it, yeah. I love the flexibility that that affords the creator as well as the investors that are involved. And here's the other thing I like about your model that. You sort of touched on a bit, but I think it's sort of like kind of the secret sauce in all of it. And it's the way that the rattle fits in with venture label, which is you have this accelerator where you have all these creators making stuff and they're collaborating and they're interacting with tech people. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like your pool by which you can identify people that really seem to have it figured out. And you're, and basically that's like where you can find your investments. Like you're, you're basically, it's like a, like a, in, in baseball, we call it a farm system, you know, like you can, you can, <laughs> you can get people to kind of incubate and develop ideas. And then when you find one that works, venture label comes in to bring them the financing and investment they need to really grow their career. It's a, yeah, completely. it's really like we, awesome. We don't commit, like not everyone who joins the rattle needs to think like they're aiming for the biggest thing in the universe. Like, I hate I hate this phrase, but the middle class, so to speak, mm -hmm. in the artist universe have just been, you know, they, they've been scooped out of the artist economy. You either have to be a hit or you have to accept you work at Starbucks for 60 hours a week. I mean, those are the only choices. Um, this this middle class, so to speak, the ability to actually have a career and a family and a life, right? Um, that middle tier just doesn't exist in the existing model very well. But there are examples, of course. Um, and so when people join the rattle, they could be coming in because they don't know what they want. Like we're not forcing any, any aspiration down their throat. It comes from them. So of the 270 members that, you know, we have, you know, the venture label supports maybe 10% of those or a little bit under 10% of those. And whereas the core membership itself, people and artists and inventors alike find it the most valuable thing they've ever done because they, they get to know what they didn't know and they get to see what they would never have seen. Like, What's it like being, you know, being an artist, getting coached by the founder of Zipcar? Like, how does that happen in a music label? It doesn't happen in a music label, <laughs> but um, it can happen in the rattle. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's astonishing. That's really, really terrific. And listeners, you can find out more about the venture label and the rattle by visiting www.wearetherattle.com. For anybody who's been listening to this podcast and has read my book, you know how I feel about the traditional label model. You know that I am, as, as speaking as an entertainment lawyer, you know that I'm somebody who does not uh, trust a model that seems to be built towards exploiting artists, towards exploiting their art, that isn't modernized because it's treating, it's treating the deal around the product as opposed to the creator and all the potential for dangers that come with that. And so I am open to new models, and I really do like what I'm seeing out of these VC-inspired paradigms that folks like uh, our guest Chris Howard are bringing to the table with uh, the uh, rattle and venture label. So this is great. I'm, I'm excited to hear about all this. I encourage our listeners to learn more and it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Chris. Let me ask you this Likewise, one question man. before we let you go. I'm excited to hear your answer. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Uh, yes, there's a very simple one that I learned very early and it changed my career. Um, when somebody tells you what you should do and you ask why, if they don't give you an answer, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that simple. <laughs> you always need to ask why. 
Yeah. And if you're not satisfied with that answer, don't take the advice. And that's really, I mean, of all the things that plague the music industry and sort of how it always seems to be stuck in the past, I imagine what we have is just a plague throughout our business of not mm. enough people are asking why. Or if they do ask why, the answer they get back is, well, that's the way we've always done it. Absolutely. And yeah. Well, I'm glad we have people like you out there in the world that are asking not why, but why not? And that's why uh, we have these cool projects going on. Again, you can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.wearetherattle.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining us this week. Pleasure, Ryan. And really thank, enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. 